0: Hello and welcome to Accent of Women, a show by and about women from diverse cultures and languages right across the world. I'm Giselle Hanna. On the 24th of February 2022, Russia invaded and occupied parts of Ukraine in a major escalation of the Russo-Ukrainian War, which had begun in 2014. The invasion has resulted in tens of thousands of deaths on both sides, and instigated Europe's largest refugee crisis since World War II. The war has divided leftists. There's no real united movement against the war. Most of us are calling for a peace of sorts, but some of us are calling for a ceasefire, while others of us are calling for the right of Ukrainians to defend themselves with arms, nuclear if necessary. Others still say that this is a NATO and US proxy war against Russia and Russia has a right to defend itself against the encroachment of NATO. Today's program will bring you one thread of these arguments about the war in Russia-Ukraine. An organisation, Ukraine Solidarity Network, organised a public panel meeting on the first year anniversary of Russia's invasion. The panel was facilitated by Rama Kudemi, who introduces the whole panel and the format of the discussion. However, on today's program, I'll only be broadcasting the voices of women.
1: Hello everyone, thank you for joining us um, today as we mark one year since Russia's imperialist invasion of Ukraine. This event is sponsored by Ukraine Solidarity Network, which reaches out to unions, communities, and individuals from diverse backgrounds to build moral, political, and material support for the people of Ukraine in their resistance to Russia's criminal invasion and their struggle for an independent, egalitarian, and democratic country. And a special thank you also today to Haymarket Books, who are co-sponsoring and hosting us. My name is Rama Kudemi, and I am a Syrian-American activist with internationalism from below. Since Russia's invasion of Ukraine, <clears throat> Syrians themselves victims of Putin's bombs have regularly expressed solidarity with the people of Ukraine through statements, through murals, and videos talking about things from how to survive in war zones to how to collect evidence of war crimes. This invasion has become an important reminder of this need for people solidarity, as well as the need to oppose all imperialism and support all those fighting for self-determination across the globe. As Ukrainians resist the occupation of their lands, it is up to the rest of us to build solidarity across borders, struggles and movements. Right wing forces across the globe are working together, dictators across the globe are working together and corporations across the globe are also working together to keep the status quo. And it is essential for us that we do fight together too in order to fight back and build instead the world we believe we deserve and want to live in. This includes pushing back against the propaganda and disinformation meant to cause confusion about who are the oppressed and who are the oppressors. It includes challenging the argument that it is progressive to force the oppressed to accept their oppression. And it includes refusing to engage in whataboutism and oppression Olympics, which only serve to stop people from taking any action to build a better world. A true anti-war stance is rooted in internationalism and centers solidarity with people, never states, It creates space for people to share lessons learned and centers the people living under the bombs instead of the geopolitics of it all. And it supports the right of people to resist occupation from Palestine to Ukraine and beyond. May the people of Ukraine be free of Russia's occupation and all forces of oppression they face. And may their success strengthen and inspire all people fighting authoritarian regimes, occupation and imperialism. Today's program will feature a panel of activists and experts to discuss the roots, nature and politics of the war and Ukraine's resistance, plus video statements from people expressing solidarity across the globe. Our speakers will be Yulia Yorshenko, senior lecturer at the University of Greenwich and author of Ukraine and the Empire of Capital from Marketization to Armed Conflict, Vladislav Staradopstev, historian of the Central and Eastern European region and member of the Ukrainian Democratic Socialist Organization, Social Rukh, Kirill Medvedev, poet, political writer, and member of the Russian Socialist Movement. Kavita Krishta, Indian feminist, author of Fearless Freedom, and former leader of the Communist Party of India. And Bill Fletcher, former president of TransAfrica forum, former senior staff person at the AFL-CIO and senior scholar at the Institute for Policy Studies. And we are going to start with a video from Yulia that she sent us from a demonstration in London today.
2: Solidarity from London. I'm in Trafalgar Square right now. We have just completed a counter demo to the Stop the War Coalition with Ukraine solidarity campaign uh, and other socialist campaigners. And ukrainians and solidarity movements in ukraine in in london who support ukraine in its fight for to defend itself from russian aggression to defend itself against russian missiles and to assert its own sovereignty and independence to stop the genocide that's russia perpetuating on its land behind me you see protesters from iran who are also opposing their authoritarian regime that's also horrendously sexist and is destroying, destroying the rights and freedoms of its people, but also is funding the war that Russia unleashed in Ukraine. Behind them, there is the Stop the War coalition who we try to counter-protest, who have got so many things wrong in this war. And I want to urge all the friends and comrades in the United States and beyond to not repeat their mistakes. Ukrainians, Iranians, Syrians, Yemeni, and nobody in the world wants the war, apart from a few lunatics who are in charge of authoritarian regimes and who leech off the benefits that those bring to them. We do not want the war, but we also understand that the war cannot be stopped by waving flags. The war cannot be stopped by telling those who are trying to defend themselves from from the missiles, that they should stop defending themselves, that they should give up territory and people to be tortured, raped and pillaged by authoritarian regime of Russia or anybody else. There can be and there is more than one imperialism in the world. I oppose militarization of the international world order, but I will always strongly defend the right of nations and individuals to defend themselves against aggression at home abroad internationally within their borders on the land on which they were born and on the planet that is their only home in that in that way I urge all of you to support Ukraine in every possible way that you can, to support anti-imperialism and anti-colonialism everywhere, to support fight for liberation of all people, peoples, individuals and states internationally. That means solidarity. That means listening to the voices of those who are being oppressed and who are being attacked. That means listening to Iranians and asking them how they can and need be helped. That means listening to Syrians and that means listening to. Ukrainians. And in every other conflict, in every other struggle, listening to those who are subject to oppression. Stop the War Coalition. Have zero Ukrainians and zero Ukrainian speakers on that on their platform. And that is not accidental. The, the Iranian protesters, Syrian protesters, who are standing against the crossroad, the square from them right now in London, are not on the same platform with them. Because Stop the War Coalition does not stand for the right of average Syrians and Iranians. They stand uh, in their messaging, in the appeasement of genocidal authoritarian regimes. In support of those regimes, whether they are willing that or not. They are not willing to engage with the material reality of conflicts today. They are not willing to engage with the voices of those who are oppressed, with trade unionists and activists and socialists internationally. They are a shame on international socialist movements. They are a shame on, on, on those slogans that they are using of solidarity and peace. I've seen banners that are calling for nuclear disarmament. Well, I have news for them. Ukraine has disarmed in 1994 on the Budapest Memorandum. Ukraine had the third largest nuclear arsenal in the world in the USSR fell apart. And Ukraine gave up its nuclear weapons and weapons of mass destruction. In exchange of guarantees for security from Britain, UK, from Britain, from the United States and from Russia. Russia then goes and invades Ukraine in violation of the UN Charter, in violation of the Budapest Memorandum it itself promised. uphold and when we see those constellations around us we have to understand that it is a duty of the UK and the US to supply Ukraine with support of any of any kind they can and that includes financial and then includes support in sending arms because so they have promised to do as did Russia in violation and then it went and violated its promises so please remember about that At the same time, we need to understand that these are the immediate goals. And there are also mid-term and long-term goals that are in front of us and that are international fights. We need a fundamental transformation of international security order that will allow states' sovereignties to not be violated, and that will not allow ever again for perpetrators of international imperialistic violence to make decisions as permanent members of the Security Council of the United Nations. That nobody who is violated borders and its territorial integrity, let alone commits genocide, should be allowed to have voting rights on that would affect them on resolutions in the UN. There needs to be the transformation of international, of United Nations, of international security architecture and and, and of international debt regimes that are destroying nations and uh, and are uh, impoverishing whole continents uh, internationally um, around the globe. We must fight for capitalist imperialism and we must fight militarized imperialism and we must fight neo-colonialism in all of their shapes and forms. Freedom to the workers, freedom to movement, freedom to all minorities of all kinds who are oppressed. Until all of us are free, nobody is free. I stand with you today in solidarity, today and always. Glory to Ukraine, international solidarity to all to all those oppressed and freedom and democracy for all, once and forever. Solidarity.
1: So that statement um, was um, from today at the demonstration. We are now gonna pull up a solidarity statement from Barbara Smith, um, author, activist, independent scholar and co-founder of the Kumbahi River Collective.
3: My name is Barbara Smith. I'm speaking to you from Albany, New York, in the United States, and I'm here to express solidarity as a black feminist with the people of Ukraine, as they face the first anniversary of the Russian invasion. Feminists in Ukraine and in other places have a particularly insightful analysis of what is going on. And one of the things that we have to understand that as much as we oppose war and brutality, We also know that people have a right to self-defense, and that is how I see this particular situation that we face. We want the war to end, but we want people to maintain their autonomy. A feminist statement from feminists in Ukraine says, abstract pacifism, which condemns all sides, taking part in the war, leads to irresponsible solutions in practice. We insist on the essential difference between violence as a means of oppression and as a legitimate means of self-defense. Thank you.
4: Hi comrades, my name is Haley Pesson. I am a legal service worker here in New York and a member of the Tempest Collective, a revolutionary socialist organizing project in the U.S. I'm here to send solidarity greetings to the ukrainian struggle for self-determination which ordinary ukrainians have been fighting over the last year against putin's war of imperial aggression like so many imperialist and colonial regimes putin has relied on claiming that the ukrainian people have no history and no right to exist we've seen this uh, rhetoric from far-right regimes all over the world whether Uh, by Israel against Palestinians, by the U.S. against Native Americans. And the consequences of this war are incredibly devastating, um, not only for Ukrainians, but they pose a risk to all of us with the threat of nuclear war. And so the fact that people are fighting there for their own self-determination really is a fight for all of us and we need to stand in solidarity.
5: Hello, my name is Frida Afari. As an Iranian-American socialist feminist, I would like to express my deep solidarity with the Ukrainian resistance against Russia's genocidal invasion. I also want to express the solidarity of many Iranian feminists, students, and labor activists who strongly oppose their government's giving of drones and missiles to Russia, which it uses to bomb Ukrainians and destroy their water, power, and food infrastructure. As you know, since September of 2022, Iranians have risen up against their own authoritarian, racist, and misogynist regime in a mass uprising with women in the forefront. If this uprising succeeds in overthrowing the Islamic Republic and replacing it with a democratic alternative, That will greatly help weaken Putin's hold in the region since the Iranian regime has been one of the main pillars facilitating Russian imperialism. Similarly, if the courageous resistance of the Ukrainian people succeeds in pushing the Russian army out of the entirety of Ukraine's territory, it will have a tremendously helpful effect on the struggles for democracy around the world. So your struggle is our struggle.
0: And on community radio stations right across Australia, you're listening to Accent of Women. On today's show, we're remembering the 12 month anniversary of Russia's escalated invasion of Ukraine on the 24th of February, 2022. And this is a public international meeting that was organized by Ukraine Solidarity Network.
1: Kavita Krishna, Indian feminist, author of Fearless Freedom, and former leader of the Communist Party of India. And I will pass it now on to you, Kavita.
6: I just want to say that uh, the glo- in the global south, and India is uh, one instance of that, um, Putin propaganda is the common sense. Uh, It is not an outlier in terms of the views. I would say that in the US or UK, I mean, if you asked ordinary people, they would say that Ukraine is the victim and uh, Russia is the invader. In India, it would be uh, exactly the opposite. There are many reasons for that, but I think that what alarms me most is that those uh, organizations or those uh, journalists and uh, you know people who are concerned about democracy in india who recognize that uh, the fact that the hindu supremacist uh, organizations are in power now and that they want to their claim about uh, india being a hindu nation not only india i think um you know uh, almost i think uh, eight or nine other countries which includes uh everything from uh, pakistan bangladesh afghanistan myanmar maldives um quite you know it's a it's nepal so it's a big range and they say that all that was once uh you know the unbroken hindu india and uh, they say that you know civilization united us and politics broke it all this i mean needless to say is uh, completely false and uh, so on but the fact is that putin himself is using a similar manufactured history to say that uh, oh russia and ukraine you know it's an undivided whole and uh, you know politics broke it up you know and uh, well i'm just uh, you know Restoring what was to be, and anyone who stops me, who opposes my doing this, including the Ukrainian people or the government, they are basically uh, Nazis or they are, you know, possessed by Satan or whatever. I think that in India, I mean, what shocked me most was that uh, two days before, uh, you know, February twenty-second this year, uh, it was extremely alarming that to me that one of India's most well known journalists i mean I, I would say that among print journalists he's probably i mean he's been the editor and uh, now the one of the you know uh, sort of on the board of uh, directors or whatever of one of the leading newspapers in india and he is known to be against you know religious based uh, you know rhetoric violent rhetoric and so on here uh, he actually attended a program at the russian consulate in um, South India, in Tamil Nadu, and which was a photo exhibition on ordinary Nazism, basically saying, oh, Ukraine is full of Nazis. He attended it. And over there, he said that, oh, you know, the history of the Russian Orthodox Church, uh, you know, it goes back to that, these uh, historic ties between Ukraine and Russia. And you know, Zelensky is trying to sever those ties in alliance with Nazis that was a complete uh, you know uh, repeat of uh, what exactly putin says he wasn't it was not even about nato or uh, anything of the kind it was not even pretending to be about you know concern about nato or nuclear war it was completely open support for uh, a uh, you know sort of a christian supremacist and uh, you know civilization rather than a modern nation um, kind of rhetoric which uh, so that was extremely alarming and uh, I think that the way to correct that you see uh, in India I would say that most of the you know most political groups including most left organizations are um, they uh, they do not support uh, you know the idea of Ukraine's victory um, yeah so I, I just want to add that uh, therefore in India, i would say that the most important form of solidarity would be to try you know uh, to basically help uh, counter this misinformation and uh, essentially uh, you know uh, counter uh, putin propaganda in the information war which putin has certainly won in india as far i mean he is winning it here in india and uh, to to really uh, go up against that uh, is important now the problem is that those in India who would normally go up against our highly right wing imperialist kind of uh, propaganda and they would be the voice of conscience would be the broad, you know, left and broadly progressive. But they are even more viciously, and because it's a very articulated attack on, uh, on um, the, the notion of solidarity with Ukraine, and that makes it really dangerous even those who say we are in solidarity with Ukraine. In fact, I would say that that is actually, um, you know, uh, that makes actual solidarity even more difficult because whatever space of solidarity there is, if it is occupied by an organization or some uh, stripe of the left and, uh, and their supporters, which uh, basically says that, all right, we stand with Ukraine and we condemn the Russian invasion. And after that, however, you know we are worried about Nazis on both sides, far right on both sides, and you know both Russia and Ukraine are bleeding, and America is profiting, and we have to concern. And finally, basically making these oblique references to uh, oh, we are concerned about multipolarity. Now the problem is, what are you saying there? You're concerned. You would never say this. You didn't say I'm concerned about multipolarity when. Uh, you know, America invaded Afghanistan or Vietnam or whatever. Why? Because the whole idea of multipolarity is not about small nations at all. It is only about big powers, and uh, it is about big power politics. And now it is about straightforward despotism, because uh, those uh, you know tyrants of the world today, Putin and Xi Jinping, right on top, and including Modi from our side, they are literally saying multipolarity means that we have to have the freedom. You know, multiple big powers should have the freedom to run multiple fascism's or tyrannies and uh, nobody should interfere. And, you know, obviously, you know, when we say universal democracy, it's not that they are saying that there should be no universal baseline minimum standard of democracy, more democracy than that. We are all for that. But even the baseline minimum, they are basically saying that has to go. We are attacking it. And it is horrifying that the left uh, supports this now i just want to say however that i feel and i've been thinking about this in india and i think the second article kind of came out of that thinking that i think that solidarity with ukraine has to go beyond uh, solidarity by the left and for the left uh, i think that uh, we have to reach out to a much broader audience much as much broader audience as possible and Uh, not be, you know, I I at least have felt that this defensiveness about, you know, we're not with Biden, we're not with the America, whatever it is. Um, Yeah, I would say absolutely. I mean, uh, you know, whatever liberal section of society there is, if they are more, you know, staunchly for, uh, for Ukraine, and if those who pass for the left are basically on the Putin side of things, We should not be ashamed to say that we are for that and uh, we are absolutely, I think that whatever other struggles there are within Ukraine, they will be fought once Ukraine survives and wins. So I think that that is what we should demand and take up and in India certainly we're going to try to, those of us who are there with these views will certainly try to build a campaign in as much as we can in India.
0: That was a public international meeting that was organised by Ukraine Solidarity Network held on Saturday the 25th of February, commemorating the 12-month anniversary of Russia's escalated invasion of Ukraine on the 24th of February 2022. And that's all we've got time for on today's program. Accent of Women is produced in the Melbourne studios of Community Radio 3CR with the financial assistance of the Community Broadcasting Foundation. The show is distributed nationally via the Community Radio Network with special thanks to the Community Broadcasting Association of Australia. Music for Accent of Women was written and produced by George Kunjeri. If you want to hear this show again or any of our previous programs, you can download the podcast from 3CR's website. That's 3CR.org.au. Go to the Accent of Women page and follow the links to this week's show. If you want to get in touch with the producers of the show, you can write to us at accentofwomen at gmail.com. You can also follow us on Twitter or like our page on Facebook. Thanks for tuning in to the program. I'm Giselle Hanna and I look forward to your company again next week.